0: Good morning, you is so cute. Um, would you pray with me please? God of all there is and all that will ever be, open our ears, our hearts, our eyes, our minds to hear the word you have for each one of us this day. Amen. So when it seemed as if everyone had arrived on time, My friend stood and said, I need everybody up on their feet. At this church, we begin every service reciting Psalm 100 together. And you know why? Because no matter what the situation, no matter how bad you feel, God is good. God is very good. And God is always worthy of our worship and praise. So for those of you who may not know it by heart, you can repeat after me. In First Community Church, you can repeat after me. Make a joyful noise to the Lord. Make a noise to the Lord. Worship the Lord with gladness. The Lord with gladness. Come, into his with Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord is God. That God, made us. that God made us and we are God's. We are God's. We, are God's we are God's people and the sheep of his pasture. Of his pasture. Amen? amen, amen, there you go. First community's awake this morning. And with that, the choir began to sing some praise music and all the people gathered began to clap along with the beat. And I will tell you that the reason that I entitled my sermon Sister Act is because my favorite hymn of uh, Thanksgiving is Joyful, Joyful. Do you know this? But in fact, my favorite rendition is from Sister Act. Do you know that? (laughs) Joyful, joyful Lord we adore Thee, God of glory, Lord of light. Hearts unfold like flowers before Thee. Hail Thee as the Sun of Light. I don't sing like you do, but... I also, there's a whole like hip-hop part to it after this. So you got, y'all are going to have to um, Google that when you get home. It's really worth it. You'll always sing that in your car. So we are praising and we're clapping. And my sick friend and his daughter and the rabbi next to me and his wife and the Unitarians from down the street, the Lutheran pastor next to me and my black and brown brothers and sisters who had welcomed us to their worshiping home We were all in celebration together. And I remember thinking to myself that I'd come that evening feeling terrible. My soul was so heavy, and I never expected this service to start with that kind of praise. Never. I never expected that kind of praise because we were called and gathered together to denounce Racism. It was the Sunday after Charlottesville and we had been to church all morning and Glenn preached a word we all needed to hear. And we had come to be in solidarity with our marginalized brothers and sisters as people of faith to say that there is no place for racism in our country. It is not acceptable. And I found that in my own outrage... In my own issues that I would, was having, I allowed myself to be ensnared in the struggle of man's inhumanity to man. Replaying the scenes that we saw on television over and over in my head, and just thinking about how cruel we can be to one another. And quite honestly, I had lost track of God. I had lost track of God which is an interesting position for me to be in, isn't it? Luckily, however, what we know is that God never loses track of us, never loses track of us. And we've been given psalms of praise to give us the words to find our way back when we feel lost. Now the, song that, or the psalm that we read today, Psalm 100, begins with, make a joyful noise to the Lord And it's a reminder that our worship should always be marked with deep and profound joy. However, many would ask, how is it possible to call all the earth to make a joyful noise when there is so much hurt, when there is so much misery? I know that I really have been weighed down with that feeling lately that there's just so much in the world, it feels so heavy. How are we called to make a joyful noise? And as I was studying this text, one of the commentators that I read had a brilliant comment. She said, this text, this making a joyful noise, it is almost a call to revolution. And for those of you who know me, I love a good revolution. I love a good revolution. Here's what she said. She said, let all the world rejoice in God, the creator, in spite of racism, in spite of violence. Let us be glad in the presence of the divine in spite of depression and debilitating illness. Let us sing thanksgiving in spite of poverty and hunger and hurricanes. Look death in the eye and make a joyful noise grab evil by the neck and shout loud hosannas. Why? Because God is still God. God is still God. All of the earth, animal and plant and mineral, men and women and children, black and white, brown, straight or gay, trans, abled or not, all still belong to to God, the creator. And God still longs for us because life is love. The intention of the universe is toward harmony and peaceful existence, desiring the best for each one of us. Even though some may appear to be hurling toward self-destruction, love is steadfast and endures forever. God is steadfast and endures forever. Therefore, joyful noise is always appropriate. And this theme of revolutionary love, revolutionary love is a theme that a sick activist and poet and storyteller named Valerie Carr has made into a movement that she named just that, revolutionary love. And I want you to listen to what she says about what undergirds her organization. She said, love has been captured by hallmark cards, sidelined by, as purely personal and romantic, far too fickle and sentimental to be a force, to be a force. But throughout history, prophetic leaders from Gandhi to King, and I would add Jesus, built social movements rooted in love. They understood that love is in." A, an inexhaustible wellspring, an inexhaustible wellspring that can inspire and embolden us to rise up with the courage we never knew that we had. She goes on to say, We have built a coalition of faith and moral leaders, public voices rising up to reclaim pub or love as a public ethic and a way to fight for justice. Love is not just a feeling, love is an action. Love is the commitment, I love this, listen close. Love is the commitment to extend our will for the flourishing of others, for the flourishing of others, opponents and our own selves. When we love even in the face of fear and rage, we can transform a relationship, a culture and a country. Love becomes revolutionary. The way we make change is just as important as the change we make. In this new era, in this time, in our time, revolutionary love is the call. Revolutionary love is the call of our time. I like that. I like that call. And I wonder to myself what revolutionary love would look like in your life as I tried to imagine what it would look like in mine. What would it look like if we all extended ourselves for the flourishing of another? For the flourishing of another? What would it look like to love in the face of fear and transform our relationships? Because all of our life is about relationships, right? God created us in community, created us to be together, created us to be in relationship. Another one of my sisters was thinking about that whole relationship aspect and love aspect and it happened to be Glennon Doyle who was here with us last week. I know that there were about 1,300 people there so odds are some of you guys were there as well. And this fall, Glennon embarks on a new tour with a multiracial, multi-faith, generally multi-amazing group of ladies. And the tour is called All Together Now. All Together Now. And the tagline that's on her website said, "The world needs, ready? The world needs a love story. The world needs a love story, and together we will tell ours. We'll tell ours." She said, the world needs a love story. Things are dark right now. They feel dark, but made no mistake, America, we are in the midst of a love story. In every great love story comes a heartbreaking moment in which communication seems to fail and tempers flare. Relationships are broken, hopes fade, and sometimes all seems lost. And this is never where the story ends. It's never where the story ends. This is when the story gets interesting because this is when the heroes show up and make it right. The heroes show up and make it right. Our country is inside a divisive and heart-stopping moment. Hearts seem to be broken and hope is fading. We're all waiting for the heroes to show up, but we are the ones we have been waiting for. We are the ones we have been waiting for. We, together, we will show up and we will make it right. We will make it right. So this fall, she says, we'll rise up, we'll join together and boldly proclaim our collective intention to, leave, to lead our lives, our families, our communities, and our nation with love, with love. And together, we will heal hearts. We will heal hearts and together we will laugh and we will dance because as Emma Goldman once said, a revolution without dancing is not a revolution worth having. I would say a revolution without sister act is not a revolution worth having either. Do you notice what my sisters are saying that the Psalm tells us as well? Do you notice the common thread in there? They're saying that we all belong we all belong together, we are all in relationship together, we all share love together. They're saying that we, us, you and I have the ability to change the world. Right now, as we are, because of whose we are. Whose we are, there's no need to wait on anyone else, we are enough. We are enough. And the psalmist reminds us of who we are very plainly. We are the people of God. We are the people of God. Not just you and I, but the entirety of the world. For it is God who made us and we are God's. We are all of us, the sheep of God's pasture. Notice there's no exclusionary language in this psalm. The point is very clear. All of us are God's people. And God claims all of us for God's own. And the steadfast love that endures forever, the faithfulness for all generations, is inclusive for all of us. Full stop. That is a non-negotiable for God. And as Valerie and Glennon have said, I know right now there are people in our world and in our country specifically who are feeling that they don't belong. They don't belong and they're waiting for us to show up and heal their hearts. They're waiting for us to show up and make it right. They're waiting for us to extend ourselves for their flourishing. Our trans brothers and sisters are waiting for us to show up and say that targeting them with legislation that is cruel and unnecessary is not acceptable because we are family, all of us together. We all belong to the family of God. Our young DACA recipients are waiting for us to show up and say they shouldn't be used as political pawns because we are family and we all belong to the family of God. Our black and brown brothers and sisters are waiting for us to show up and say no part of the KKK is tolerable and we will walk with you and stand by you until the ugly head of racism is purged from this country forever because we're family. We're family and all of us belong to the family of God. Brothers and sisters, I'm not gonna tell you to stand up again. I'm gonna let you sit right in your chair. But I want you to repeat this psalm one more time. Make a joyful noise to the Lord. Make a joyful noise to the Lord. All the earth. earth. It is God that made us. us. We are gods. We are God's people. We are God's people. And the sheep of God's pasture. And all of us together, all God's people, said, Amen. Strong work.